Welcome to the North Main Podcast, a production of North Main Street Church of God in Butler, Pennsylvania. This podcast brings you North Main's messages every week. We strive to know God intimately, grow in Christ continually, and go for Him daily. I invite you to listen in today as we explore the Bible and learn about its unchanging truths for living life God's way. Let's listen in to this week's message. Good morning. I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to share with you today. Um, I have been a pastor quite a while. I, I just retired about a year and a half ago, and we started to attend here. And, and um, one of the things I always told people who were new to the Lord who would say, but I don't know how to evangelize. I don't know how to do that. And I, I would explain to them, just tell your story. You don't have to memorize that. You should know your own story. Tell people what God has done for you. And so that's what I'd like to do today. I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Jim Callender and uh, newly retired and fairly good at it. And I, I just want to share with you how the Lord has blessed me. And as you can see on the screen, the title of my sermon is always enough. I have found that to be true in my life, that no matter what, there's always been enough. From the time I was a little fella learning how to ride a bicycle in Callensburg, where I attended a two-room schoolhouse with six grades in it, I went to first and second grade there. can still remember my teacher's name, Mrs. Wilson. We moved to Parker, Pennsylvania. That's where I finished out grade school and attended Carn City High School and graduated from there in 1970, which makes me about 68 years old. When I moved to Cambridge Springs, it was November of 1988. I was a lot less weight on me at the time and my hair was brown, and oh, how I enjoyed my 30 years of ministry there until I retired a year ago, Easter. In my life, I was one of six children. I'm the oldest. My parents worked so hard. My dad did many 16-hour shifts at the Parker Glass Factory. And I really appreciate that at the age of 28, a crazy pastor led me to the Lord. That crazy pastor was Gary Bates, if any of you know him. And it's been a journey ever since. That was in 1980, a couple days before Christmas. By 1985, I was in the ministry. You're talking about a guy who was afraid when he would go through a drive-through service to actually order, to talk in front of someone. I would have my wife do it. Even if she was on the passenger side, she'd yell across, that'll be two Big Macs. And <laughs> <laughs> I just was shy about talking in public. 
And so, God, why are you calling me into ministry? My goodness. I think I might have said to him what I said to my wife. One week we were traveling, and she was, we got out at a rest stop, and we were walking to the restroom, and I was looking at my phone like a teenager, and, and it's, I could hear beside me, click-drag, click-drag, click-drag. I wondered, and I said, what in the world is wrong with you? Ooh, it was a crippled guy with a brace on his foot. Never paid attention to me, and I just slinked away. But that's what I almost wanted to say, God, what is wrong with you? And it was so strong. The call to ministry was so strong. And so I started, and the pastor allowed me to preach every once in a while, and I traveled around to different churches and spoke. Finally, I was called full-time ministry in a little church called the Leatherwood Church in, down near New Bethlehem. was there for almost three years, and then I went to Cambridge Springs, and then that's where I finished out my ministry. And all through that time, there was always enough. The story I want to share with you today comes from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, and I'm going to just read the first verse, and then I'm going to skip down to the 16th verse. Now, Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, I whistled, I'm sorry, I do that every once in a while. <laughs> These dentures, I'll tell you. <laughs> as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Now, that was bad news for Ahab. And the kings of Israel had gone way off the deep end by this time. I mean, they were nothing like King David was who served the Lord. They had taken up with worshiping false gods, and they worshiped Baal. So he had to get out of town real fast. After telling them what was coming, they didn't want to hear from any prophet of God. And so it says that, then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook near where the, it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. Now I want to skip down to verse 16 that says this. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. There was always enough drink at the brook and food because the ravens brought him bread and meat twice a day. Now, I question stuff. Whenever I read it, I, I want to know more. Like, where were the ravens getting this bread? And what kind of meat was it? I'm thinking maybe worms, I'm not sure. But maybe it was chicken or, or beef off of someone's table. I hope so. 
But you know, there's always enough. He must have really looked forward to those ravens appearing. But then the brook dried up. And God said, need you to move to this other place where you'll encounter a widow and you'll say to her, give me something to drink and a piece of bread or a bite of bread. You see, the brook dried up and so all of a sudden there wasn't enough. Sometimes in our lives when we run into instances where there isn't enough, God will have us move. Move on. He's going to move you on to where there is enough. So this widow told him, man, we hardly have anything. We just have a little bit of flour and oil, and I'm gathering these sticks to make a last meal for my son and I, and then we'll probably just die. He said, uh, go ahead, make it for me. Trust me, make it. She did. Then she went to look a second time at the flour and at the oil, and there was still flour, still oil. And for the next, it doesn't say exactly how long, some think a year, but however long, there was always enough flour and oil. You see, the Lord doesn't make promises to us and then not keep them. I appreciate this story so much because in my life, my experience has shown me that there is always enough. I've had to move a couple times when the brook dried up, but there's always enough. How can we make sure there's always enough? Well, like, like, <laughs> like Elijah, we need to listen to God's guidance. We need to do what God tells us to do. You know, when he called me into ministry, I said, what's wrong with you, God? But I'll listen. I'll take the next steps. And now my wife says, you can't shut me up. <laughs> I'll take the next steps. I'll move on. And then you have to learn to hear God's voice. Now, it sounds like Elijah could actually hear God's voice. Now, I've always, I've never actually heard God's voice with my ears. I've heard God's voice plenty of times with my heart. But I always wonder, I wonder what God's voice is like. It's, it's probably like James Earl Jones, I would think. I would think, not like my voice. <laughs> I wish I had the booming voice. Man, I got to tell you, I love the worship in this church and the job that you do, and Des, and everyone involved with worship. For a retired preacher, a guy that's been doing it for a long time, preaching sermons, it's hard to listen to another preacher sometimes. Because you're always thinking. It's not that what they're saying is bad. It's because you're always thinking, no, good point, but this is how I would have said that. <laughs> that doesn't happen with Brandon. 
I absolutely love Brandon's sermons. And I am so glad I'm here to listen and to learn. But we hear God's voice. <laughs> I always wish I had that booming voice like Brandon does, you know. That's a beautiful voice. I was blessed more with SpongeBob's pal. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Patrick, yes. Yes, Patrick. <laughs> That's more my voice. I told Brandon if I'd had his voice, I'd have been Pope by now. <laughs> and then finally, you have to have patience to wait upon the Lord. Sometimes there's waiting. There's waiting to hear. Don't go just running here and there and everywhere. Wait to hear what God wants for you. Now that brings me to several other stories in the Bible where there was always enough. Moses delivering the children out of Israel. You know, they always had enough. They were out of food, but God gave them manna. Jesus feeding the 5,000 from a little guy's lunch. Five loaves and two fishes. He fed everybody from that. And there was even leftovers. Well, there was always enough. Back in 2017, the middle of September... I was feeling like it might be time for me to retire. I had just done the funerals of two of my very best friends in the church. Both in their 50s died of cancer. And that gets a guy down. So just understand that sometimes your pastor may be a little down. People in Cambridge were wonderful. They, they picked me up. But I was just starting to think, maybe it's time for me to retire. But I got to thinking about that. The practical end of that was, how in the world am I going to afford to buy a house? I didn't have any savings. I had, uh, I, had um, I would, could get Social Security when I turned 66, full Social Security. And I had a little bit of pension out in Anderson that the church had graciously given me all these years. But it's still, maybe I could live off of it, but how in the world could I ever buy a house? How could I get a down payment for a house? Maybe I could make a payment, but you need cash for that. And so I preached a sermon. The only time in all the years of ministry that I preached from the lyrics of a song. The song was, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Because that's how I was feeling. I was feeling like there's no way I'm going to be able to retire and, and more precisely buy a house. So I preached that sermon and I kid you not, 
It was the next Saturday. I got a curious email from a company in Scotland. You see, God's the God of the whole world, not just Pennsylvania. I got an email from Scotland and it said, hey, Mr. Calendar, we noticed on your YouTube channel that you posted a video that we are interested in licensing. I said, licensing? Uh, what's that? They said, well, we license it. You give us credit for licensing it. And then we uh, advertise it. And as it grows in popularity, they start putting advertisements on it. And whatever money comes in, you get 60% of it. And we get 40% of it. Hey, I thought, man, if I made a, if I got 100 bucks, it would be, I'd get 60. <laughs> I was always good in math. <laughs> I can't help myself sometimes, I'm sorry. And, and so I said, so if I make 60 bucks or five bucks, it's more than I have. So I signed a contract with them. Lo and behold, after I signed that contract, that stupid video went viral. And I would like to show it to you today in case you haven't seen it. Maybe you've seen it, but just didn't realize it was me. So let's play that video. Yeah, this isn't anymore. Okay. <laughs> Never seen this before in all my life, but apparently... Wait. Oh, okay. Apparently, it's rained so much, it's created a large water bubble in our yard. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not going to turn into Noah's Ark, because I'm flooding away if it does. I'm going to try to relieve the pressure. Come down around here. You can see it's like leaking out. I'll stand on it and make it come more. having too much fun. I'm going to poke a lot of holes. Probably a snake will come out. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can get that. Just coming out that one part. That's it. It's, it's only coming out the one part. You're not even on it. Yes, I am. Try this at home. <laughs> There's only one kid that can try this. Oh my god.
That's what you call an old-fashioned mud puddle. So that's my stupid video. <laughs> Had some of you seen it before? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, get, I still get lots of comments on it. Do you know, after preaching, God will make a way when there seems to be no way. Yesterday, that video went over 31 million views. 31 million. And I get paid for it. <laughs> I was able to buy a house. I was able to come up with a nice big down payment. Would have never been possible except for pennies from heaven. That right there, folks, I agree, it's a silly video, but I'll tell you what, God's not silly when he figures out ways to help us. You see, because in my life, even though I doubt from time to time, there's always enough. The largest check I got, they send me, it comes in my uh, email, comes... Um, in my messages, and I look at it, and I went to my wife, oh my goodness, Joyce, the, they just sent us $900. And I looked closer, and it was $9,000. That was the biggest check I got. Well, it's not a check. They put it directly into my PayPal account. And I still, every month or every other month, get a little bit. Because just in the last month, there's been a million views. You see, when you listen to God's guidance and you hear God's voice and you have the patience to wait upon the Lord, he makes sure there's always enough. And I pray that if there's anyone here with any doubt about what God wants to do in your life, that you will just do those three things. Follow his guidance, hear his voice, and wait. Waiting can be hard, I understand, but wait upon the Lord, and there will always be enough. And I don't think that's just for Jim Callender. I think that's for everybody who puts their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it makes that scripture in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, one of my very favorite scriptures. It makes it so true. It says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. I like that. They will run and not grow weary. You know, it's one of the things I look forward to doing when I get to heaven is to run and do more than a six-inch vertical leap. 
I look forward to that. I really do. But you notice he says, he says, run and not grow weary, but he also says, and they will walk and not faint. So sometimes running is necessary, but sometimes it's necessary to slow down a little bit and maybe just walk. We serve a wonderful and marvelous God. And if there's always been enough for Jim Callender, I guarantee you there will always be enough for you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I do thank and praise you for the opportunity to speak here today. I thank you for Butler, Lord. I thank you that this is the town that I was born in. I thank you, Lord, that I've been able to come home and more than likely be the town that I die in. But in all of that, whichever direction I go in this life, I am assured that you will make sure that I always have enough. God, I give you praise, and I pray that you will bless these fine people today, that they will be assured that there's always enough. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Check back next week as we dig deeper and go further in our understanding of God's Word. Make sure to visit us on our website, www.northmaincog.org, where you can learn more about us. If you found value in today's message, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be helpful too. Donating to the ongoing ministry of North Main is easy. Just go to our website and click on the Give tab at the top of the screen. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week.